You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Welcome to Scribblers Radio. Young podcasters interviewing authors at the Scribblers Festival 2021. This is Sienna interviewing Dr. Helen Milroy. They talk about well-being, birds, a First Nations understanding of story, and Helen's work as both a psychiatrist and a writer and illustrator of children's books. Thank you for coming today. That's okay, Sienna. Thank you for having me. As you do both the writing and illustrating in your books, which one do you prefer and why? Well, sometimes the pictures come first and then the story develops as I think about what the picture might represent and sometimes it's completely the other way around. I really love them both and I love being able to actually do both because then I have control over how it looks and how it reads. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, Like, how would you, like, um, how do you start writing the um, book, I guess? So when, when I start writing or illustrating... I have a think about what it is that I'm trying to express. So, for example, one of my stories came because I was sitting watching a peacock in Alice Springs walk around with a bright green cricket on his back. And I thought to myself, what an odd pair. Why would a cricket ride around on the back of a peacock and in Alice Springs, of all places? So I just thought about it for a while and then a story came that made sense as to why these two would be unlikely friends. And so I wrote the story and used my pictures um, that I took of the peacock and the cricket to form the basis of some of the illustrations. Um, Out of all the, like, characters you've created, I'm pretty sure they're animals because I was having a look at your books, Um, which one has been, like, your favourite to, like, create and stuff like that? Well, of course I love them all. But I have to say with the bush mob series that I've been creating over the last few years, that's a, that's a group of animals who live out bush. And I really do love Dingo, Boss Dog Dingo. He's just so lovely and he just looks after everybody and he's so sweet and generous and kind. And I think he's probably one of my favourites. Um, I was reading that you were like a descendant of um, one of the um, like Aboriginal cultures. I was just wondering like how you pronounce the name and stuff like that. Yeah, so my mob are from the Pilbara region and we're Pelku people. And sometimes when you say the word, if you say it in a nice deep voice and very fast, it seems to sound right. So I tell people to just say Pelku and um, that's exactly what it's supposed to sound like. Um, so being a descendant of the Palku people, how is this like reflected in your stories? Well, I love Indigenous storytelling and I grew up on story, with stories, of course, from my mum and my, my nana. And for me, uh, Indigenous storytelling is about everything being alive. So everything around you is alive. The rocks and the sun and the moon and the stars and all of the animals, of course. So all of nature is alive. And everything is in relationship with each other. So you can do the most amazing things, like be friends with the sun and dance with the stars and talk to the moon. And I I hope that it it portrays for children the idea that everything's connected and everything is in a relationship. And that way they can feel connected to everything around them. And that's that's a lovely way to view the world, I think. Yeah, it really is. Um, I also um, found out that you're a psychiatrist. Um, Why did you um, also start um, writing and illustrating books? Well, when you work in mental health, and I've always worked in mental health with children and families who have been very distressed and very upset, and so I've tried to help them overcome those sorts of things. And so that can be really hard work. 
But when you write stories, it's working in a different way with children. It's helping children to feel positive and proud and have that sense of joy and happiness about who they are. And I used to see a lot of children who felt bad about who they were. And so I wrote some of the stories deliberately to try and help children to find those strengths that they have and to feel good about who they were. Um, so the children that they work with, um, do they like, like reading your stories when you're with them? I'm sure they would because I've worked with a lot of children over a number of years and my stories have only re been published recently. But, uh, but I hope they do and certainly the feedback so far has been pretty good. Um, what would you like people to like get or learn from your books? That all children are unique, that each child has a very special place in the world and a special connection in life and nature and to feel really good about what they can achieve in their life. What made you like kind of, like other than um, wanting people to feel like connected, why else did you start like writing them? Was it like for um, like a hobby or was it, did you want to try make a career out of it? never thought about it as a career, but when you work in difficult areas like mental health, sometimes you need to remember that the world can also be a good place because sometimes it feels like things can go wrong an awful lot. And so part of my own well-being and to be resilient myself was to be creative. And so, of course, creativity with writing and storytelling was wonderful. And when I started writing Bushmob and creating all my little, little characters, I wanted to go and live there. I thought that would be a cool place to go and live in Bushmob and all the funny things that they do and the way they solve all the problems. And so that's the other thing about Bushmob is I also tried to create a sort of society, I suppose, where everything had a solution and if all the solutions came from nature. So it was a different way of looking at the world. Um, if you could like kind of be any one of your characters, I know you said you like the dingo, like why would you want to be um, one of your characters? Well one of the characters I also really like is Willy Wagtail because she's a bit feisty and she knows all these languages, she knows everybody's language in fact and she brings the whole community together and I think she'd be a pretty cool character to be as well. Um, what would you like, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, gee, that's a, that's a difficult one. I haven't thought about that before. Um, I guess I'd say determined. I'm a pretty determined sort of person. I think I'm a pretty optimistic sort of person. I see a lot of good in the world and I love seeing kids thrive. I think that's the, the joy that kids bring is, is what really keeps the world going and what gives me a lot of hope and optimism for the future. And probably I'd say I'm, I'm also pretty hopeful. You know, I think we can do so much good for each other and if we look after each other and stuff like that, then we make the world a better place. Um, where would be, like, your favourite place to write? When I found myself travelling a lot, I was actually writing and illustrating a lot on planes of all places. I used to be a painter, but, of course, because I was travelling, I couldn't, you know, pack up my canvases and paints and take them with me, so I started learning how to use all the digital mediums on my, you know, sort of technology. So I started doing that. Um, you know, in my, I suppose in that downtime when you're coming home from a meeting or, or, or work. But more recently, I, I've really enjoyed just writing at home. I've built myself an amazing garden that's a bit of a sanctuary, has lots of birds that come and visit, so I feel like I've got lots of friends around me. And I find that a really peaceful and a really inspiring place to write. Um, if you said that you're a painter, um, how did you like learn to do all your illustrating and stuff like that? I just did it. <laughs> I um, started painting probably 
just over 20 years ago and I thought that since, you know, I always used to draw a lot as a kid but never really did it seriously. So when I thought I really wanted to express some of these concepts and ideas that I was working with uh, in a visual art form from a cultural perspective, you know, through a cultural lens, through an Aboriginal cultural lens, I thought I really had to paint it all like I'd learned as a child. So I just went and bought a whole pile of canvases and paints and just started painting. And that's why I tell people you really don't have to have a great deal of skill. You can just start. And as you start and as you sort of have that freedom to just create, you just kind of get better at it. And so I really, really encourage everyone, just have a go. It's the best thing you can do. Um, out of, like, all your books that you've written, uh, which one did you, like, enjoy the most to write? Okay, so with my first book that was published, it's called Mud Like Wombat and Other Stories, and it's really eight stories about kind of kids' personalities, really. And I really, really enjoyed writing those stories because it brought back lots and lots of memories of these amazing kids that I've either met or worked with or are related to. Um, and so that brought me a lot of joy. In that book, did you prefer like the writing part of it or the um, illustrating part of it? In that book, I wrote all the stories first and then I tried to paint what I thought was an illustration that represented the, the child or the personality and the relationship with nature whether it, and the universe, so whether it be the mudlark and the sun, so that, that illustration or that painting is a, a painting of the mudlark playing with the sun. Um, whereas my other books, I've actually illustrated the whole book, so there's a series of pictures that go right through the whole book, whereas these ones have one picture that illustrates the whole story. So it was a slightly different way of doing it. Um, other than um, writing your books and being a psychiatrist, um, what else do you like enjoy? Really love my garden, absolutely love gardening. And I have to say that um, as I've sort of been building my beautiful garden to be my little sanctuary, uh, I just love seeing all of the birds and the frogs and the lizards and everything that, that live there. And so we've got this kind of whole ecosystem going on in the backyard. And that's been a real joy. I also love cooking, love really experimenting with my cooking. Um, with the animals in your um, garden, um, would you use any of them in your stories for yeah. like characters? Absolutely. I, I watch them a lot. And in fact, one of my books called Backyard Birds was inspired exactly by that. And it, I, it, funnily enough, it came out just as we were going, all going into lockdown. And so it was a wonderful way of getting kids to actually focus on who comes to visit every day and what are they doing and how do we create a nice sanctuary for them as well. So we needed a sanctuary during COVID. Well, I think the birds and all the little insects and animals that live around us need a sanctuary too. So that's how Backyard Birds came about, by watching all of the little birds and what they did every day. Um, we have like a willy wagtail that's in our backyard um, and he's pretty friendly. Do you have like um, a usual in your backyard that you like to, um, I guess is your favourite? Oh, my favourite keeps changing. It's terrible, isn't it? I should just have one, but I just love them all. More recently, a kookaburra has been coming and having a bath every day in the bird bath. And in fact, I'll tell you the story about how I found the kookaburra. I had this bird bath and I had a statue in the middle of the bird bath and every morning I'd go out and the statue would be on the ground and I couldn't work out what was happening. I thought maybe a strong wind had blown it out, but I thought, no, it can't keep happening every day. One day I went out there. There's a kookaburra in the middle of the bird bath. He'd been knocking the statue out because he wanted the bath. So he comes to the bird bath and if there's a bit of bark or a twig or something in it, he'll clean his bath out and then he'll hop in it and splash about. So he's been my new favourite character because he's just so funny. 
Um, would you want to put him in like one of your stories? Though? Yes. So he he does appear in Backyard Birds as the kookaburra who comes to laugh and he does, he brings a lot of joy to the backyard, I think. I also have a willy wagtail um, who has a willy wagtail's nest, of course, in the, in the tree. And the interesting thing about the willy wagtail's nest is I have a little dog, a Pomeranian, that's very fluffy. And so when, I, when she ha- gets brushed, if you put the fur out into the garden, the birds use the fur in their nests. And in this little willy wagtail's nest, it's all fur lined. <laughs> so I reckon it's the warmest nest around. Um, what would you say are the pros and cons of writing? I think for me, uh, one of the cons was um, I didn't have the confidence to put the stories forward because they feel very, very personal. And I was really worried people would say they were awful. But in actual fact, you know, I got such great positive feedback that I thought to myself, well, really, I probably should have done this years ago. So I would encourage any budding young writers, don't be scared to show your stories to people and get some feedback because it's a really good way to learn and that's how your stories get better and better. Well, thank you for coming in today. I've really enjoyed um, interviewing you and I hope you have a really good time and um, I'll definitely be looking out for your new stories. Thank you so much, Sienna. This interview was recorded for the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2021. For more stories and info about the festival, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. This is R.A. Spratt and you're listening to Scribblers Radio.